Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Tuesday Night Podcast Club. This is episode three and tonight I'm going to be talking about My Therapist Ghosts of Me with Ferg Williams and Joanne McNally. Okay, so I've just realised after saying my intro how scouse I go when I say McNally. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> so the two hosts of this show are Vogue Williams and Joanne McNally. Vogue is a reality TV star, I'd say, and a model. She's famous for she was in Fade Street, which is quite like the hills, uh, but was set in Dublin back in like the noughties, and she was on the jump where she met her husband now, Spencer Matthews, who was famous for being on Made in Chelsea. So she's like a Instagram celebrity today. Um, She's actually really funny. I didn't know she was this funny until this podcast came out last year. Um, But she is best friends with the co-host, Joanne McNally, who is also a Dublin girl like Vogue. They've got still the most strong, authentic Dublin accents, which I adore. And I am going to just forewarn that a lot of my best friends are from Ireland. And I am partial to thinking I'm Irish of an evening after a few drinks. And I go a little bit Irish when I'm with them. So I'm thinking I don't want to go Irish throughout this podcast because it sounds like I'm mimicking them. It's actually just because I adore the accent so much. But I'm not going to talk Irish as I hear, hopefully. Hopefully I don't just slip into it because I think I'm Irish when I'm listening to Irish people talk. So, uh, Joanne is a comic. She is so... I can't tell you how funny she is. Go and watch this series of Alan Davis un, as yet untitled, uh, the 2021-22 slash series, I think. Um... She is in an episode of that and the stories she tells are just unbelievably funny. She makes me literally laugh out loud. This podcast is such a feel-good podcast. It just makes me cry with laughter. I think you can already tell probably from my intro about these two how excited I am about this show. I'm so excited to talk about it because it's really funny. It hasn't necessarily got a premise. Um, I suppose... The idea of it is therapy. Um, therapy of two best friends just talking to each other. I just think it's so funny and so real to hear two best friends just literally talking and taking the piss out of each other. It's how I sit and talk to my friends and I literally just feel like I'm in a conversation with my mates. Um, if you need a laugh, this is the show for you. So the story behind the title is that Joanne McNally's therapist literally did ghost her. Back in Ireland, she had a therapist who she loved, but she was obviously becoming too much for the therapist, not changing her ways, not following the advice. And eventually the therapist blocked her, refused to see her, refused to take her calls, 
and she hunted them down. I can't tell the story anywhere near as funny as she can. In episode one, she does explain that. So I'm going to advise you to go back and listen to that one when you go and listen to this show later because it's so good you're going to want to know. But this episode I'm talking about today is episode 14. It's called My Therapist Ghosts of Me, Champagne, Broccoli and Horse Philosophy. And it came out in July of 2021. These two friends go back to being teenagers together in Dublin and they're still talking to us today in the 30s, like 20 years later. So I'm excited to talk about what they talk about, give my intake and help you decide whether or not it's the podcast for you. So let's get into it. I just said that I was going to give my intake on what they said. But I don't think that's what I meant. I don't think that's right. I think I meant my take on what they're saying. So if you were thinking I'm done, I I agree. So the first thing they talk about in this episode is that Vogue is up in Scotland with her husband and kids and Joanne is recording back in London where they live. Um, Vogue is training. She runs a lot. She's really like into her fitness and health. Not a bit of me. I couldn't run to the front door without getting out of breath but Vogue is unreal in her fitness she loves staying healthy she's always in the papers and online for being seen running on beaches and looking amazing so she is talking about how her and Spencer are training because Spencer is going to be doing well this is back in July so he's probably doing it now but he was training to do six marathons in seven days that that sounds like torture to me like there's not a bit of that that I think like oh that sounds like fun this isn't even relevant to anything that happens in the podcast she just talks about this first and honestly it just I have to say how absolutely insane I find that that anyone would do that the idea of doing one marathon by adding up all the days of running in my life, I probably won't get to, I honestly don't think, I think if you counted every mile I ever run in my existence for exercise, not like just for a bus or something, it won't even accumulate to a marathon. I hate running and it just disturbed me that someone was going to, oh, he's also doing it in a desert. So it's not just like nice cold, wet England that'll keep you hydrated from running in the rain maybe I don't know if that's possible <laughs> he is doing six marathons in seven days in the desert that's got to be like a death wish that's just silly who needs to do that no not about it not for it um Joanne is also unimpressed so all about it love Joanne love her opinion here too <laughs> So, the next thing that they talk about, like, really in depth in this episode is Joanne has been to Friends Festival um, the week of recording that episode. So, from what she's saying, I'm gathering, it's, like, literally just sets that have been set up to look like Central Park, Jerry and Chandler's apartment, uh, Monica and Rachel's apartment, like, certain parts of the I don't know someone might have been to Friends Fest and might be able to tell me what actually goes on there but from what I'm hearing of their um recollection of it 
it's just a set after set after set that you go around, get pictures in, queue up, get pictures in, queue up, get pictures in. Um, there's no like special guests there of like actors or anything. And Joanne did mention that she paid thirty pounds to get in. So I think that's a little bit insane for like just to get some pictures on sets. I, I don't think Joanne disagrees there. The worst part of all of this that she tells us is that the theme tune, which I love, I love I'll Be There For You by The Rembrandts, but it was on repeat all day. I don't know how long this festival is running for or whether it, like, travels, but these poor people that have to work there, that is torture, actually. Have you ever... Sometimes I'm watching TikTok and, like, I'll get up to do something and it'll be, like, you know, a soundbite that someone's, like, a famous soundbite, a loop, and it'll just play over and over and over. Two minutes to that and I'm ready to, like, throw my phone out the window in absolute distress. So I can't believe that anybody possibly thinks it's okay to make people listen to the same song on repeat all day for a job that's actual psychological torture. But what do I know? I actually wanted to bring this up because I am I like friends. I haven't watched it for years. I wouldn't put it on. I think it's like done to death, like everything's friends themed. And it's like it makes it a little bit shitter than it was. <gasps> Is that the first time I've swore on you? Oh god, I don't know. Oh well. Done it now. What are you gonna do? Shoot me. I'm in charge. It's my podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I do like Friends. If it's on, I'll watch it. But I don't think it's something that I'm like overly obsessed with. So I don't really get the hype with all that. I wouldn't go to like a festival of Friends stuff myself anyway. Um, but I've got friends who proper love the show. Um, I can see why they might be like really into going and seeing all that stuff maybe getting some like maybe you see some memorabilia and stuff but joanne mentions them from this obviously psychological torture of the poor people that work at friends fest this i didn't believe joanne when she said this so i googled it in guantanamo bay they used to play westlife um the song my love over and over again to like lull people into a false sense of security or into a madness to give away like terrorism secrets and what they were up to that is insane i actually like looked into it it's supposedly true um some ex prisoners of guantanamo bay have come out and like confirmed it apparently they play like the westlife song and then like really hardcore rock and roll like just mess with the emotions of the prisoners um that's mad isn't it it's i don't know if it's insulting or like a good thing for westlife i loved westlife that song actually like really for some reason reminds me of the titanic but it's not in that film but i feel like when i first saw the titanic as a child the album with my love had also not long come out and i had it and maybe I resonated the sadness of that song with the sadness of Titanic and made a connection for life between the two. But that's insane. So yeah, Guantanamo Bay and 
music tortures, I think. So then I was thinking what songs would, like, torture me. Because I think if that was, the, like, if you had to listen all day on loop, non-stop, for, like, God knows how long, maybe even your favourite song you'd hate, but the songs that, like, I can't even bear to listen to once, never mind, endlessly. But I'm, I feel cruel saying any songs that I don't like that much, because not that anybody that writes songs is going to be listening to this, but if they ever did, I'd feel really mean about slagging the music off. Maybe, like, Oh, I don't know. I was going to say, like, maybe some Cliff Richards or something, but he's not that bad. He's got some good songs. So basically, it's what they do to get terrorists to tell their secrets. And I, honest to God, this woman looked like she would have admitted to bombing Big Bang just to get them to stop. She, uh, Her eyes were literally weeping. <laughs> So the next thing they talk about in this episode is weird foods. So Vogue obviously is married to Spencer Matthews, who's famously awfully posh. So Joanne and Vogue, not being from that posh world, say that whenever they go out for dinner with Spencer and his friends, it's always like really fancy, classy, out there stuff. Uh, like caviars and I don't know, whatever fancy rich people eat. Um... So Joanne talks about having a really unsophisticated palate, which I can relate to, because I am the worst for food. I eat nothing. Like, I eat everything, I'm greasy, but there's nothing I like. Like, I would live on pasta with a tomato Napolitina sauce, if I could. I'm so fussy. I've never had fish. I only like things cooked a certain way. I haven't had meat for years. Like, I'm just really fussy. So they were talking about, like, weird foods from all over the world. So I just thought I'd look up a few and tell you about them. So I'm obviously going to put some of these on the Instagram too. But just for, like, things that people eat are mental. Like, I think it's weird to eat many things. Many things that people find normal. But in the Philippines, fertilised eggs are the thing. Now... The boiled just before the eggs are due to hatch. So after your yolk comes out, it's followed by a chicken fetus that's cooked. Ugh. Sorry, that's... No. No. I understand cultures are different, but that's just disgusting. That's my worst nightmare. My worst nightmare is, like, cracking an egg and a little baby chicken coming out. No. Unacceptable. Stop it. Maggot cheese from Sardinia. It's literally rotten cheese with mag that's that's off cheese and the paint. What? Stop now. It's a vile. Also, this article has Japanese puffer fish on it. I thought is it just me who's like always lived by like that episode of The Simpsons where Sim where Homer nearly dies because he has the puffer fish in the Japanese restaurant and it's not like cooked properly or it's poisonous. Well, it turns out that they are deadly and it's really, 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 really dangerous to eat them unless they're cooked like by expertise, licensed chefs in Japan. I don't eat seafood anyway because I'm so fussy. But the idea that anyone <laughs> would ever eat any of these foods, honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna share them on the Instagram because 
there's too many for me to go through now, like live octopus and bird spit, literally bird spit soup. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if you can think of any weird, if you know any weird foods that you eat or you can think of any weird foods that people eat, send them to me on Instagram at the Tuesday Night Pod or email Tuesday Night Podcast Club at gmail.com because I would love to hear them. I hate weird food. I am so fussy and it's traumatising me some of the things I've read about foods today. So obviously Vogue living in the posh world that she lives in now isn't fussy at all. I'm quite upset because she did say that she wouldn't invite people who have like specific food preferences to a dinner party. So not that I was ever getting invited but it's definitely never going to happen now Vogue because I absolutely hate most foods and I'm traumatised that anybody would oh I can't even imagine eating a steak raw guys stop it no no absolutely (laughs) can't even do this segment for so long because I'm actually traumatised I hate weird stuff like that like heart like puffin hearts I seen on there little cute puffins why do you need to eat the hearts that's just cruel so I'm not going to be a big vegetarian preacher yeah, because that's just not what I'm about. I don't care what people eat, honestly. Just all the idea grosses me out. I have a very undeveloped palate. Like, I have a lot of respect for things like spam, alphabetty spaghetti, because A, it's resilient, and B, when the apocalypse comes, which it will, folk, which it will, and I'm ready to go. Jordan, That's you why want I drink. to organise yourself a bunker. The next thing they talk about on the podcast in this episode is naughty kids or things you do when you're a naughty kid. Things you do when you're a kid that are naughty. So, Joanne is ruthless. She talks about how she used to rob from the charity boxes she'd collect in for like wells in Africa or the church when she was younger. Um... And Kevin spends it on sweets in the shops. I love that she's honest about stuff like this because not many people would tell the truth. And I think it's just so funny and authentic the way she tells it. Look, she's done no harm. It's probably a couple of pounds, <laughs> like 30 years ago. It's not going to affect anyone today, but it's really funny. Vogue tells a similar story about how she stole a hundred pounds out of her sister's Christmas money from her dad um, and her sister never knew so she was a hundred pounds up and her sister was a hundred pounds down. I don't know whether this segment came in on the back of with this podcast because Vogue's like a reality star, tabloids like the Daily Mail and stuff pick up a lot on what she's up to and anything she says in the podcast reflects in their articles so the episode before this one she had mentioned that her son Theodore was like having a terrible two stage and they jokingly said, oh, he's really aggressive, he's really angry. I, he's not, he's just a two-year-old that like likes having his own way. And the papers ran with that as like, she had an out-of-control, angry, violent child. So I don't know if that's how this topic came up, but either way, it was hilarious and Joanne puts a call out to her Instagram followers to see stories that they might have of when they were children and some are too funny. There was one little girl, well one little girl, one 
woman wrote in about when she was a little girl, a newborn baby, and mum left her in the room with a little with a big brother while they were playing. When her mum came back in, there was a pillow over the baby's head, and the little boy had just come back about back about playing, minding his own business. So that's slightly psychotic, but hilarious because kids are just mental. Kids all do the weirdest shit. So I asked my mum whether I'd done anything like really naughty as a kid and at risk of sounding like Theresa May when she said the naughtiest thing she'd done was run through a field of wheat. I don't think I was that naughty of a kid. Like, I'm an only child so I didn't really have anyone to be naughty with. Um, I definitely, like, was a bratty teenager and probably had, like, parties and stuff that I shouldn't have had but when I was little, I didn't do anything that was, like, obnoxiously naughty that you would just never get away with as an adult. Um, they, What was another one of the stories she tells us about? Um, A little boy who, when he was nine, robbed two camels from a travelling circus and took them home to his family's back garden. And his dad obviously had to return them to the circus after that. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious what kids get up to. So... Not that I've done anything exciting. So obviously I've asked around to see if anyone I know has done anything mental as a kid. And there isn't really much, like, no one I know is that crazy to try and kill the siblings or anything. So again, if you've got any interesting stories that you got up to as a kid, I would love to hear them. And share some next week or whenever with our listeners. Because I just think it's so funny what kids do and get away with that you just wouldn't dream of as an adult. We're all violent monsters as kids, basically. Yeah. Like, these make me look like cracking open that disabled tin. That make me, it makes me look like Mother Teresa, even though I heard she's an asshole. We'll get to that another week. <laughs> yeah. I think she's an absolute dickhead. So the last segment I'm going to talk about from this episode is about affairs and monogamy. So this was out on the 21st of July 2021, just after the video broke of the UK MP Matt Hancock breaking social distancing rules and having an affair with his secretary, I believe. Um in the office in Downing Street or in Parliament. Um, it was all caught on CCTV. It was all over the media at the time. The video is gross. I don't want to see Matt Hancock groping anyone's bum or kissing anyone. Not because he's a married man or because he's, like, gross to look at. I just don't want to see anyone doing that. I wouldn't do that with my own boyfriend in public. It's gross. And, come on, it's at work. There's CCTV everywhere. It's literally government buildings how you thought you were going to get away with it when literally everyone's watching the government with, like, a a fine, close eye with everything that's gone on in the world over the last couple of years. So, obviously, a bit late to the party talking about this. um, But Vogue, obviously, is disgusted, like, the majority of the country were. Um, Given that they're both not actually English, I don't suppose it really matters all that much they live in the country but you know overall they can 
go away with their Irish passports if they want to and escape. Where we have no longer got those European Union passports with the same abilities as the Irish. So they're the lucky ones. But they were telling us about the affair, what they know about it so far, what was in the news at the time about it. Joanne thinks the sexual chemistry in the video is actually cute, which is psychotic, Joanne. Nobody else seen that. <laughs> no one ever seen that. Um, which gets her then onto talking about monogamous animals, like other like obviously humans are supposed to be monogamous to the partners. Um well obviously unless like the situation dictates otherwise and is agreed upon amongst all parties. Uh, but in a traditional relationship, obviously, monogamy is a thing. So she tells us about animals that are also monogamous. It's a lot of birds. A lot of birds are really into monogamy, by the looks of it. Um, bald eagles, owls, um, monkey owls as well. Or owl monkeys, are they called? It's a monkey that's like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Maybe it's a, a monkey that doesn't sleep in the night. I don't know. Um... And wolves, that makes sense. Wolves are like part of packs. So it makes sense that they're quite loyal animals. But yeah, that's quite weird. Joanne also says that the bald eagles are only monogamous because they're ugly <laughs> and nobody else wants them. Um, But yeah, weird how anyone would know. How do you know if an animal is monogamous? I don't think you can actually tell. Um, I don't know. Well, obviously you can if you monitor them, but like, surely if you're monitoring them, it's only in one place. So, like in a zoo or something, and then in a zoo, they haven't got much option of the. Like obviously in the wild, how can you know a lobster's monogamous? Like it lives in the ocean, you can't possibly be monitoring that one lobster all day every day, can you? I don't know. Maybe if you know about that, let me know because I'm crap with science stuff, and it's actually really interesting how they would know that. Um, and I want to know the science behind that too. Oh, it wasn't. It was so gross. No. It was like seeing, I don't know, no. my parents goring. Exactly. So this is the thing. People seem to think that affairs are only for the sexy. And they're not. Affairs are for everyone. Boring looking people can also have affairs, which is what's happened. That's why everyone's so horrified by it. They're like, but he looks so boring. He looks like should be, he should be in a gardening centre. So to wrap up this week's episode, I'm going to give My Therapist Ghosted Me a four, which is absolutely love. I've been binging this all week, again, because I've already listened to it before, (laughs) and I love it so much. Go and give them a follow. I adore both these hosts, and I would love to talk about this show some more. So maybe in the future, I'll do another ep, but all for today thank you so much for listening to this week's episodes of the Tuesday Night Podcast Club please remember to rate, review, subscribe and follow whatever you listen to your podcasts you can find me on Instagram at Tuesday Night Pod and I'll see you next week for another episode of Tuesday Night Podcast Club Bye.